This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, you see, our problem is actually Cameron Diaz on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. Hey. And uh, something else is working our last nerve. Apparently, uh, we had one left, and here it is. Right? Wait, listen, I'm telling you, you getting on I my last we nerve. Yeah, Colleen we and Bradley that. present Working My Last Nerve. You are stepping on my last nerve. Oh, Cameron Diaz. Cameron, Cameron Diaz. I saw this story and I thought, oh, I know your eyes are going to roll out of your head. Your head is going to explode when you read the following headline oh, or I'm hear it. <laughs> Cameron Diaz says she cooks bone marrow and liver for her 11-month-old daughter, Radix. Quote, she never had a puree. Um, not parade, puree, as in baby food. Um, at just 11 months old, um, Cameron Diaz, the Hollywood uh, celebrity extraordinaire who's now retired from acting, but so kind of doing... So why are we listening to her going? Well, it's, it's a long story, but it's appropriate. She's on brand. I will give her that. She was on the Rachel Ray show today, and on the Rachel Ray show, Cameron Diaz shared some dish about her child, Radix. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Radix? <laughs> nope. Nope. Are you sure? I think you were no. right. The Radix. First, yeah, you were right the first time. Radix. Radix. Yeah. Radix. Let rhymes with Maddox. Um, definitely Radix is not eating off the kids menu, which is something I used to love to say. Like, I never eat off the kids menu because my parents always worked in restaurants. Um for a long time anyway. Uh she uh, here's my favorite. So she's talking <laughs> to Rachel Ray and she says she's had garlic from day one. Uh she eats bone marrow and she eats liver. I always put herbs on everything. Thyme, dill, sage, everything. And she just loves it. And then Rachel, of course, like, you know, praises her all over the place because she's like, I just love that you're, you know, evolving your child's palates. And um, this is something I think is delightful to poke fun at when celebrities do it because it's so, it's so, t like, tone deaf, it's so delightfully timeless in the ability to poke fun at it. Like, this is that thing that celebrities and fancy people do. And it's also relatable because it's not just celebrities who do this. You all know somebody in your life who shows up and tells you about how they or their children have an elevated palate because they were never um, forced uh, to dumb down their palate by their parents or, you know. Their loved ones. Right. And it's just, I love, I love conversations like this because it's so, so ridiculous. The subtext of this 
is Cameron Diaz congratulating herself mm-hmm. for her Through daughter's her child. for her daughter's yeah. palette I'm preferences. Amazing. As if her daughter's palette is some sort of reflection of the type of parent that right. she believes herself to be, mm-hmm. which like I'm not a parent, but that's why I brought this story in part to the show today is because I think you can probably shed some light on what it means to be an actual parent when it comes to the types of food they eat. And something tells me, like many things, that celebrities try to pass off as indicators of ideal parenthoodism, that you actually have very little influence and impact on what your child finds to be palatable from day one. For parents of picky eaters, I'm here for you because I have two. Uh, I have one that is not a picky eater and two that are picky eaters. All of them were all offered the exact same food all the time. Did you put herbs in everything? Uh, a little liver. I did. Okay. Or were so you dumbing I'm not down as their good, palate? I'm not as good of a mom as she is because yeah. I did give them purees. Oh. Um, I know. Did you dumb down their palate by feeding them like chicken nuggets? Apparently, I dumbed dumb, down their palates. Give them a um, dumb so it is. But this is my dumb this one. is my problem. Is like if you have picky eaters, part of the problem is. A parent will take on a guilt for that that is not necessary because. You, if you have offered the, the, oh, I can't even, here's the other thing. Okay, this is the direction I actually want to go right now, is I look at Cameron Diaz at this stage of 11 months of parenting and her sharing with the world how perfectly she has managed these first 11 months, and I guffaw. Because girl, you, girl, you're in for it. Because yes, awesome that you're doing all of that. That's great. But if you are going to rest on that as being some predictor of your future as a parent, mm-hmm. you're going to get your ass. Whoa. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. I like how you. Get... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I like how you said ass and then did side mouth on a word that wasn't ass. Mm-hmm. You're going to get your ass kicked? No, handed to her. She is Yeah, gonna... but you just. <laughs> you were so <laughs> animated. You're like, she's going to get her ass. You said the quiet part loud and the the loud part quiet. But honestly, she is going to be in for a world of hurt because those children, (laughs) you it. it, mm. The earlier you can recognize that they are separate beings and that you don't get to control things like the length of their hair and what their food preferences are, the earlier you can get good with that. The less you're going to like. Blame yourself when stuff goes wrong. I almost swore go on. Can I can I make it worse? So then, of course, Rachel Ray does the thing that, you know, celebrity or um, the the people. Well, I guess Rachel Ray is technically a celebrity, but she's doing that thing to celebrities. That is often the case where she applauded Cameron for being so elevated with her child. She's like, I love that you're making food so you can really strengthen her palate as if that's a thing. I hate when people dumb down their kids foods. Which is such a middle finger at parents, mm-hmm. and she doesn't realize it, because you know what she's doing. She's trying to blow smoke up Cameron Diaz's beady hole, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is a new, a new word. I didn't want to say booty for some reason, but those two words together doesn't sound very good at lunchtime. Um, her be her back door, bing bong. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> She's trying to blow She's air on her doorbell. Blow air on her, dust off that door hole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what a door hole is, but I'm apparently a door hole right now. 
God, you're such a door hole. Anyway, she is trying to make her, you know, feel like super special. Then um, Diaz goes on like, yeah, I'm amazing. And she says, the first four months I cooked every single meal, which is another middle finger to parents. Mm-hmm. Again, Ooh. not a parent. But like, peop- who's got time to cook? And also, to your point, because I have parents in my life who I have heard them say things like, I'm going to cook every meal. And they might do it for the first four months. And then guess what? It's exhausting. Reality happens. It's yeah. dumb nug time. It's yes, dumb. we're gonna get, open that get bag those of nugs, chicken tendies, shove it in your pie hole, yes. and shut up. Yeah. Um. So so it just keeps get, you know going on, and she goes for the most part. I am cooking all of our meals. I love to cook. It's my love language. I love to cook for my husband. I love to cook for my child. Being able to make all of this food has been incredible. I will Which again t- is like, like the fifth middle finger for everyone who's like, I don't have time. Again, I, I she is going to get her booty handed to her by this child at some point. I have an ongoing discussion with a group of friends who are all moms of children of various age, ages. Every single one of us set out to have children with varied palates. And every single one of us complains every night about our children's reactions to what we make for them because they have their own preferences. And my thing at my house is like, not everything I make for you is going to be your favorite thing, but the expectation like is that you will try it. Just by the mer- very fact that you are the parent, your child is predisposed to hate whatever you put down right. in front of them. That's just the way life oh, works. my kids so there's eat no stuff virtue. at school and at camp that when I make it, they're like, this isn't as good as it is at school and at camp. Look, and I'm like, what? I have a partner who is years old Mm -hmm. and he behaves he's not listening it's okay and don't you guys ever tell him i said this Mm -hmm. but he behaves sometimes at the dinner table (laughs) like a child i'm not saying i relate i'm saying i can only imagine when you have that echo back from little voices yeah and then like get three at the same time it's but my point is that Cameron Diaz is speaking after 11 and I am not trying to diminish her experience as a parent but what I am saying is be very careful about having setting yourself up setting yourself up in that way and acting like you've got it all figured out after 11 months because I'm here to tell you the game changes and it changes rapidly and it continues to change and you at some point need to learn how to be nimble because well, those also, little people will suck your soul okay <laughs> whoa also I'm just saying you're setting yourself up for like um you know you feel really you're patting yourself on your back right now that's going to turn and then it's going to be your fault right. and so you've set up a narrative that says like if if your child is not happy with what you're cooking then it's your fault when in actuality it was never under your control anyway you're just a guide right i feel like and 5 years down the line she's still going to have to tow this narrative around yeah, right and like she's still going to be making food for her kid and trust me she's going to be bored mm. or she's going to want and also it's Cameron Diaz. She got all the time in the world. What does she got to do? She retired. (laughs) When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, enough of things that are working our nerves. I want to actually tell you something that I watched this weekend um, that gave me a good feeling, especially in this moment we find ourselves in today. I'm going to tell you uh, how I felt about the Fresh Prince reunion when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. 
to Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey, and um I uh this weekend, I basically on the recommendation, honestly, of Steve from Donna and Steve, decided to watch the reunion of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And uh it's on HBO Max. And it's available for your perusal there. Oh. Um, now, I, w- I was a fan of the show. Not maybe like a lot of people were where they really, it was like appointment viewing. They watched all of them. But I definitely watched it in reruns. And I liked the show. Um, but, you know, part of what made this reunion interesting, mm-hmm. and it's the thing that's making headlines, is the fact that... Um, Will Smith, who I generally don't always love, if we're being really honest. Scientology, mm-hmm. what? Exactly. Um, I don't always love him, but he made a choice to mend fences with a former cast member, Janet Hubert, who is also known as the original Aunt Viv. So the story of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is that this kid who lives in Philly kind of is up to no good. He started making trouble in his neighborhood. He just got into one little fight. His mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. So back in the day when you actually learned the entire premise of a show during the theme song, that is the premise of the show, though. And he ends up in this like mansion in Bel Air with his aunt and uncle. And the original aunt was played by an actress by the name of Janet Hubert. She played uh, Aunt Viv for three seasons. And then they were like, bye. Bye. And there had been... um, what you don't know when you're going into this reunion, really, unless you really followed it, but even if you followed it, you didn't really know what was at the at the heart of why she left mm-hmm. and then they replaced her and did that weird thing, you know, yeah. where they, you know. But it sounds like she was in a very abusive marriage and she happened to also be pregnant that at that time. And she was dealing with a lot of personal stuff and she kind of, it caused her to retreat um, into herself. And... Um, there was a big misunderstanding between her and Will Smith. He found he decided then that she was very difficult to work with and he was very vocal about it. And then she now in recent years has come out and basically said, like, yeah, he was a real uh, pain. And he, you know, he's the reason I lost my career entirely. So they said some words to each other. And Will Smith decided uh, in this reunion for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that he really didn't feel comfortable doing it. And also speaking as a person who um, believes that people should be kind and caring to one another, he didn't feel like he could do that genuinely without actually sitting down with her. Mm-hmm. So they sat down in front of camera. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories Stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And they had a conversation, a pretty, a pretty real conversation about what transpired between them and why and sort of what the fallout from that was. And it was just this like amazing healing moment. And I I didn't want to fall into it. I wanted to be able to watch it like sort of impartially and just go, well, that was a really neat moment. But I really did watching it. I was like, this is the kind of conversation that the world actually needs right now is seeing what can happen when two people are able to sit in front of each other and hold their differences and apologize for their part in it and take responsibility for their part in it and move toward a place of healing. It was actually like really beautiful. So, um, you know, I and I want to and, and, uh, honor that, <laughs> but then I also want to do the thing that we do so well right. is to poke at that a little bit and say, like, what what was the point of that? Do you think like I, I didn't see it, so I, I can't give you any perspective, but mm-hmm. I'm curious, like, what do you think they were hoping that that like what was in it for them? Because right. we do know that in Hollywood, nothing is real and everyone smokes. Yeah. And certainly and I'm not saying there has to be some nefarious motive. I mean, they could just be being good people. But no. I, I do wonder um, if your reaction was the reaction they were hoping for. Absolutely. It for sure was. And I can say pretty wholeheartedly on the part of Will Smith. It was to make himself look good Um, because he knew he had to go in with some level of vulnerability. And this is the kind of thing that they preach about on the red table talks. And so for him on his part, I do think it was all about making him look really good in the situation that like he was the one that extended the olive branch. Now on her part, she really did lose her career. Um, She was labeled difficult to work with by the person who was the star of the show. Um, That was no small thing. And he was a teenager or at least a very young 20 something who held a lot of power in that situation and wielded it. And guess what? He still does. And so for her, I think it was a little bit about like maybe getting her back on the radar. But you know, that part of me that, you know, is skeptical really does feel like hopefully it was genuine, Mm -hmm. but on the part of Will Smith, it really did make him look good. Well, that's, I mean, you know, and, and it does show a little bit of growth, even if that's like how genuine it is. We don't know, but It is definitely worth the watch, though. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, back to things that drive us crazy, Lord and Lady D-Bag after this on my talk one. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly, and that name is... D-Bag. Oh my God. <laughs> Let me get my D-bag out. Put okay. the cocktails down over there. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag. How you doing there, Midge? The <laughs> Have another one. Hold on a second. <laughs> Who's your D-bag trainer? Oh my God, thanks for asking. It's so like you knew welcome. we were doing this or something. Okay, um, it's Justin Bieber. And I'm actually happy that it's Justin Bieber today because we haven't talked about uh, the Biebs in a while. He's kind of just been sitting out there, right? Well... There is this article in Yahoo Life, which actually is probably from another publication because I feel like Yahoo is just one big aggregator. They just like to republish stuff, yeah. 
Um, Justin Bieber slams paparazzi for taking disheveled photos that depict him as unhealthy. Every time I see the word disheveled, by the way, I always want to pronounce it disheveled. Anyway, um, disheveled. Uh, We'll have grace for you if you do that. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Um, He um, got really upset recently (laughs) and decided to take another hit at the media on Friday. Not a hit of the media. Uh Hit at the media. And he apparently said that he um, that he was being sabotaged because he Googled his name. So, like, he made claims on his Instagram story, which he later deleted because maybe he was high. Quote, I don't know what the I don't have a Justin Bieber impression, so I don't know what the algorithm is for why certain photos sounds like come up. He's a little tipsy. (laughs) But this is so frustrating considering I took a lot of time to get healthy and I feel as though people legitimately try to sabotage me. This was a time when I was really unhealthy which he was pointing the camera to his laptop, which yielded photos he said were snapped during his battle with Lyme's disease. Okay. Okay. So, and then I went over to Google because I'm like, what? And I didn't see any, like, unhealthy photos. I mean, it was just Justin Bieber doing the Biebs thing. I'm going to just, I don't, I mean. He goes, all these top photos of me are looking disheveled. Disheveled. (laughs) I was obviously going through... A tough time, but it's like these are the photos the media tries to run with. Also, the media generally doesn't Google pictures. As somebody who actually works in the media mm-hmm. and has published photos of Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. by that I mean I clicked on right. the WordPress <laughs> button um, using a news service, uh, a photo service. Like the photos are what they are. Right. Like this is like when a person says, I hate the way I get edited in a reality show. And I'm like, yep, okay, so I will give you that some of it is editing, but the words you said came out of your face. Yeah. So, Justin Bieber, your face is your face. Your face is your face. And then, okay, so he goes, "Um, all the top photos of me look disheveled. I was obviously going through a tough time, but it's like, these are the photos the media runs with. There are so many new photos that I've serviced to the media, and they continue to use these photos, so it's like, what's the deal? I don't know. It's frustrating. I wish they would change it. I don't know why. I mean, look at my skin now. There are so many photos they can choose. Uh, Then he posted a photo of himself at 15 and said, I was 15 when the world put me on a pedestal. Okay. So, I'm sorry. What I just heard there, and I don't... Also, the focus on his skin, like, did somebody give him a bad, like, I mean, everybody has their, like, discomfort points, right, Mm -hmm. on the face or the body, but, like... Yeah, somebody must have picked at his skin, no pun intended. Picked at a scab on his face. Yeah, apparently. But what I was, that last line that you just said about, I was 15 years old when the world put me on a pedestal, blames the world the public for his issues well and, and you know uh, historians critics uh purveyors of media who pay attention to things like these they can have that perspective sure. like i would never ever 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 and it's irrelevant because i will never have children i would never allow my child to be at uh justin bieber and i can say that knowing it's not a choice i'll ever have to make mm-hmm 
Um, I don't care. I just think it's a horrible, horrible thing that his parents did to him mm-hmm. at the age of 15. And I think that we've all paid a price as a result. Most importantly, though, he has. Well, and we've seen it time and again, right? It's not just Justin Bieber. It's Britney Spears. It's um, others. <laughs> but any... But yes, any others. A.K.A. <laughs> All of them, all the child stars right, from Drew Barrymore, that, yes, with the with the exception of because people were stronger back in the day, a little gal named Shirley, Shirley Temple. Temple. She's the only one man who had to put up with you know uh, big Hollywood uh, movie executives fiddling their bits in her presence when she was like nine years old, mm-hmm. and she kicked them all right in the fiddly bits mm-hmm. and said, "I'll nope. show you," and became ambassador to. Uzbekistan or something. What was she? She was just the. No, she was an ambassador to something. I think she was, was just. Like, Shirley Temple. What was she? Ambassador she, I mean, what? She was an ambassador to Ghana okay. and to Czechoslovakia. Yes. Oh, see? I mean, and she was the chief of protocol of the yeah, United States. She, there's a, a wonderful uh, interview with her and um, the old guy. The old guy. What, Dick Cavett? Shoulders. Shoulders. What are we Shoulders? Hi, <laughs> guys. I'm old. Oh, what? Um, Ed Sullivan? Yeah, Ed's, that's... No, not Ed Sullivan, but yeah, I get where you got that from. The other one, who's, I mean, at, a, who's at a table all the day. Ed uh, Charlie Rose? <laughs> Howard Cosell. <laughs> no! The guy from the TV! He had the show forever, and now he's doing it for the Russians. Hi, guys. I'm old. Um, <laughs> Hugh Downs? <laughs> He pounds his dead. I know. Do I'm trying. I don't Who's know what doing to do. A show for oh, the Russians? God. Larry King. Oh. <laughs> Suspenders. See, you knew you knew what I meant. You just didn't know what I oh, meant. Wow. Bradley from Minneapolis. <laughs> what do you have to that was the weirdest game of charades we've ever played <laughs> on the show. Bradley, Whoa. you're live. Okay. No, that's Regis Philbin. Sorry. That's, anyway, that's a lot going he's on not there. with us either. Oh. Oh, he's not. No. Oh. Okay. Do you want to know who my d bag is before we <laughs> go to other? Weird I'd be fine things? if you made me your d bag, but yeah, I no, you're know. not. Somebody's d bag. <laughs> Larry King's family. I'm gonna guess okay. what? Guess guess who's showing up today in our d bag segment? The blast. Oh. A little blast of the blast, you guys. This one is a Jessica. A this one you. is a Jessica Simpson themed blast uh, edition. You guys, for those of you who are just joining us uh, and are wondering why the blast, we have realized that the blast is just a horny center of celebrity headlines. It's just a. Oh, I don't know if I can say that on the air. Okay. Yeah, you can. Julie, if Lori would say it, go no, ahead. You, okay. Well, I was just Is that our s- bar? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, if you have to play charades, we can get there. I was just going to say up. it's a, a, a spank bank aggregate. Oh, all right. Okay. There it is. You're right. But though. also, who's the sad, pathetic person with all that's available to you to spank on the internet? People, Do you choose the blast? I think it's like the PG rated. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, so I have, th- I have a selection of three headlines regarding Jessica Simpson that are recent from The Blast, okay? All actually from November 21st. Okay. So it was a very heavy Jessica Simpson day on The Blast. 
First one, ready? Yep. Jessica Simpson climbs a bookshelf bare-bellied, showing 100-pound weight loss. What? Wait a minute. Climbs Say those words again. Climbs a belly? A bookshelf. Oh. Showcasing her belly. Her belly after 100-pound weight loss. Like she's also, climbing El Capitan. Please, <laughs> please never use the term belly. Mm-hmm. For a woman who's lost weight, I just feel like belly does not give you the mental image you think it does. She is, sure enough, climbing a ladder on a bookcase, wearing buffalo plaid boots and a sweatsuit with a midriff bearing. That was a buffalo top. plaid. <clears throat> That's the red and black plaid. Oh. Okay, next. Are you ready? Mm hmm. Jessica Simpson flirts with Santa in plunging frilly floral dress. God. Okay. She's getting what? a lot of attention lately. She sure is. Uh, she's And she's, quote, big time flirting with Santa Claus. And she's got an agenda, says the article in The Blast. Here's the best part about The Blast. You read the headline, you can scroll through and try to see what Instagram picture they're describing. And that's all you really need to do because there is no information in the article that you need. Okay, here's the last one. Ready? Jessica Simpson flaunts tiny waist as sexy crop top libra- librarian. She, what? She flaunts her tiny waist as a sexy crop top librarian. Oh, God. By the way, guess what? That's the exact same picture as the first one. Um, also, they're getting lazy because there's a photo in here of her standing in front of the three-way mirror, which they poked at her about like last week Jessica remember simpson she was caught flexes, in a three-way jessica simpson flexes weight loss in shocking three-way but it was a three-way mirror yeah i mean are these all written by the same person I wonder? um you know what good question uh this one is by rebecca kookier that one is by rebecca kookier and the third is by whitney vasquez Something tells me, like, maybe you're assigned, and no pun intended here, a beat when you're um, working for the blast. Like you're the... Um, like the like Jessica Simpson tummy gap. watch. And then there's like the... Yeah, then there's like the thigh gap watchers. The Kelly Ripa. Mm-hmm. This... I can't... Here's my problem now. We're in too deep with the blast because I've clicked so much on the blast It's going to show up in your feed, yeah. They show up in my feed constantly now so they're like they think i like it when we come back on the colleen and bradley show <clears throat> we have to talk about carl lentz it's so obvious oh god it's so obvious. That dude it's so obvious it's so obvious oh uh, we'll tell you what's so obvious when we come back on my talk 1071 thank you holly this is the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com everything entertainment i'm colleen lindstrom that's bradley trainer hi and um, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Didn't we write a song about that? Uh, no. It's so no. obvious. I think that was a fever dream. Da, it's da, so da. obvious. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's obvious. Uh, what is so obvious? <laughs> oh, thanks for asking. You're okay. welcome. Um, well, I saw this article over the weekend with Carl Lentz. Now, really quickly, uh, our, Carl Lentz is out and about. He's with his wife. Let's talk about why that's important. Just a reminder, a primer for those of you who don't remember, Carl Lentz, the now disgraced former head of Hillsong, a big mega church celebrity hotbed of celebrity religion mm-hmm. stuff. Colleen, what does that all mean? 
Well, okay, which part of it? The Hillsong part? I mean, just like kind of catch us up on what happened to Carl Lentz. Carl Lentz was fired from the Hillsong Church. He was the head of the New York branch of this Hillsong Church, which I'm going to say ran a little bit more like a corporation, but I'm going to walk away from that now, um, for moral failings. Now, what that meant, we didn't immediately know, but soon it became um, so obvious that he had had extramarital affairs. And since then, um, the Hillsong uh, people have launched an internal investigation. So sit with that for a hot second. That means that their own people are going to be examining what their own people did, Mm -hmm. which means we're never going to get the full story. But we hear uh, stories bubbling up from outside the Hillsong Church about people who have some stories about what kind of an individual Carl Lentz is. Um... And so he was fired, but his wife was also fired. So both of them out of the Hillsong Church. Indeed. And that's where we were as of last week. And then um, towards the end of last week, I don't remember exactly what day, but we learned that he had new representation. He had a new, um, like... PR, I don't even remember what the title was, but he essentially has new celebrity representation, which mm-hmm. is awesome when you're like a religious figure, but oh, you're a religious figure to celebrities, you got to have somebody who's going to, you know, tell your stories. And it was also, it it appeared that it was like uh, damage control. He'd hired this firm to sort of get him, you know, mm, to a different place, mm-hmm. let's say. Um, versus just being this hot mess, right? So then, like, uh, the last few days of the week, uh, over the weekend, and this particular story, it's very clear to me, it's so obvious, if you will, that um, he's paying people to put his name in tabloids. And it's not so much that he's paying to get these tabloids to lie about him or to tell some story that makes him seem like a better person. It's really just about putting him in front of paparazzi because I don't think most days people really care that much about this story. And you could make an argument about how there's not much going on in the celebrity world. But I really do think that it's so obvious that whoever he's hiring to rehabilitate his career has started that process with these types of, um, you know, articles that are showing mm-hmm. up in places like the Daily Mail and beyond. And the most like recent one was disgraced Hillsong pastor Carl Lentz's wife, Laura, heads to a late night tanning session in L.A. without her wedding ring as her husband waits in the parking lot. And it just shows them, and I'm not saying they wrote the story for the Daily Mail. Right. I'm saying that, like, they are working hand in glove with paparazzi to take pictures, to keep his story out there, because mm-hmm. with the interest to the story comes an audience. The more interest you have in the story, the more you are invested in it, the more we talk about it, the more it generates interest, the more there are people on the other side of whatever he's about to do, whether it's write a book, do a TV show, a Netflix series mm-hmm. that will have an interest in his side of the story. And almost like... uh like you said, it's just the getting out in front of the cameras and then allowing them to write whatever the story is Mm -hmm. shows that there's some interest in that. So to your point, it doesn't matter if it's, quote, bad press. Any press is important because he needs to stay on the tip of people's tongues because guess what? He's never been a household name like he is now. I'm not saying he every household knows who he is, 
but he's never been buzzed about in this way before. And I guarantee a lot more people are going to be interested in his side of the story or what his wife has to say at the end of the day, only because he shows up in tabloids. Um, people are talking about him. We're talking about him. It's not for nothing that he just all of a sudden is showing up going for a late night tan with his wife. Right. Also, I would like to point out, it is weird. Who who Um, does that anymore? Well, there is like this, like, I don't know. It's like intention that like under the cover of night, because they can't be, they can't be outside during the day. He's so, you know, now everybody knows who he is and he, they have to hide, you know, there's, I don't know. It's so ridiculous, but it also, it also really clicks in well with the story that we read last week that was written by a former member of the church mm-hmm. who worked alongside him, who basically says, like, this man has an ego that is, you know, seven sizes too big. Yeah. And so you see that now in play. Um, I mean, also, I'm... what is he wearing? I had to say it. I'm sorry. Oh. What is he wearing? I the didn't even white, see what he's wearing. What is the he wearing? white tights under the? Oh yeah, I don't get that, but that's oh, a dude thing. It's, I, so, it's, it's a dude not, bro thing. Yeah. It's like bah, bah. I'm like you're wearing I, tights, but then you have to wear shorts over your tights. I don't know why. Because you be don't compressed. want people mm-hmm. to see your your moose knuckle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, I mean, if you're gonna wear tights, wear tights. Let me see it. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but also. Um, To your point, he has an ego, and I think that's we're all being taken on this journey of um, his ego to wherever it's next going to land. Mm -hmm. And we don't know yet where it's going to land, but I would imagine. I mean, this is a gentleman who, by the way, has been very successful at what he did up until this one particular failing was made public. You have to believe that there are more out there, and I'm actually surprised that we haven't gotten any further down that road in terms of what else is out there mm-hmm. no doubt we will at some point but um he has been very successful not just at leading this church but having a celebrity i mean he was he's been with oprah i mean not been with her you know what i'm saying <laughs> well now that we know of, i'm just <laughs> I mean, saying he has oh, had some moral God. failings um but he has hobnobbed he has moved himself mm-hmm. into a world which very few people, Harry and Meghan, mm-hmm. um, the Kardashians, like the players mm-hmm. in you know the the elite celebrity um, of this country. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know there's something else big around the corner. And I'm sure he thinks to himself, "Hey, keep them talking about me because the more they talk about me, the more they know me, and the more that you know, eventually I can come out and share my side, and then you'll have people be like." Oh, See, he well, went through this amazing transformation where he was confronted with it's it's a tale as old as time, kids. Okay, so here's the other piece though, is that like there we did sort of speculate that maybe he was sort of the sacrificial lamb. Uh he was the one to take the fall oh, yeah. for the moral failings of many Absolutely. in the organization. So it's not so far beyond the realm of possibility that then he took that fall with some sort of promise from the powers that be like hey you be the one god we are really good at doing conspiracy I, we, I'm theories sorry, you guys but I, I just yes. realized like i politicians should call us because if you want to get some <laughs> but do you see what i'm joke. saying like the hills the hillsong people could very well be like okay well we're gonna like the heat's off of us right now because all the heat's on carl lentz but they could still be from the, the backside 
kind of helping prop him up a little bit so he doesn't look so bad. Because, by the way, remember, when he was fired, the Hillsong people said, we're not at liberty to discuss what the moral feelings. So they didn't throw him under the bus. They just announced that he was let go for moral failings. Mm. And that will just be litigated in the court of public opinion. More shall be revealed, kids. Oof. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is your favorite Thanksgiving pie? 651-641-1071. I got a bone to pick with you, America. Mm. After a lot of bones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So wishbone. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. This holiday, whether you're making a Kroger Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Kroger has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 